BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Geek Vibes Live is rated G for geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin of Gotham. And you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. And here we go. All right, there you go. And it started to record. Hello, everyone. And good afternoon, good morning, whenever you're listening slash watching this. Hello, and welcome back to another awesome episode of Geek Vibes Live by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Tia, for this evening, and I have with me the amazing Dom. Dom, how are you this morning? Or not this morning, this afternoon, Jesus. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I had a busy morning trying to uh, procure a, a house, a first-time, like, legit house. Um, so it's been kind of busy, but, uh, I'm good. That's awesome. Um, is, is that going in a successful direction and all that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was, uh, it went a lot smoother than I thought. Uh, I was always nervous about the whole process. Um, but the realtor was cool. So it seemed like it's going to be a smooth process once uh, we solidify the house we want and, all the money, talk, all that extra stuff, but so far it's good. That's awesome. Um, I just, full disclosure here, I didn't move out of my parents' house till I was 26, right. and hated the process so much that <laughs> I said, you know, I don't mind when we decide to move. I have friends who move, say, every two years and all that, and I absolutely hated moving in the process of it, so I'm going to sit here in my <laughs> current situation for quite a bit. So, yeah, but that's really cool. Um, hope that it, you know, all turns out right there. Um, so let's... Uh, just kind of dive right in really quick. Before actually I go any further in our GVL, we unfortunately had a lot of deaths this past week, um, more than I even have written down. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. uh, I don't want to get his name incorrect. John Lewis? Oh, yeah, yeah. Congressman? Yeah, last last night, I believe. Right. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and I know he was somewhat 
um, sick recently. Um, I know he was 80 years old. Um, it's, it's definitely no one's expecting it, at least like outside of, you know, his family possibly. Uh, so it's a, it's a big loss. It's a very big loss in um, progress for the country. Right. Yeah, I know that he, um, you know, did a lot in his position. So that's certainly someone who will be missed. Um, not that she passed away, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg has announced that she has cancer again. And I'm like, no, God, don't take her. But um, unfortunately, YouTuber Nicole Thea, actress Naya Rivera, and actress Kelly Preston passed away this week. So I just wanted to start this off by just offering my condolences to the family and all the loved ones, and certainly they will be missed. But on to, I guess, happier subjects here. Let's do trailer talk. Um, let's start off with Project Power, which stars Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's going to premiere on Netflix on August 14th. Dom, what did you think about the trailer? Did you get a chance to check it out? Yeah, and so I know that we all talk about Netflix having some flops, but when they get it right, it's really good. Um, and this trailer, it looks like every kind of like fantasy that you grow up. You like if you if you could, you know, maybe if I don't, I'm not born with powers, I don't want to get bit by a spider or some radioactive thing. But if I could take a pill and have unlimited power for five was it five minutes? I mean, hell yeah. Um, And of course, you know, something like that, the government wants to get in on it. They want to weaponize it and whatnot. Um, It looks great. I love Jamie Foxx. I love uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And it it reminded me a little bit of Limitless, which is a good movie. And um, kind of, what's that other movie? Like, there's another one that reminded me of. But it looks looks really fun. Um, It looks like one that we're probably going to want a sequel for because uh, it seems like there's <laughs> unlimited possibilities with a story like this. But just that trailer, I was like, when's this? Yeah, I want it now, right now. <laughs> the good thing about it coming out on Netflix is that we don't have to wait for any sort of theatrical release. So that's right. good. Yeah, I saw a lot of people making the comparison to Limitless. It did honestly have that sort of feel, but they if, if this hits right, okay, I've been burned by Netflix with their movies before, okay, <laughs> right. um, but <laughs> if they do this right, they do have the huge potential for a franchise, because, you know, no pun intended, as you said, it is unlimitless, This the, all the realm of possibilities here, so you were correct, it's five minutes once they take the pill that they gain these powers, but as they explained in the trailer, also that one hit could also potentially kill you, so that's interesting, the graphics looked really good and the powers that they were exploring looked really interesting and as you said, I like Jamie Foxx a lot, I've watched a few of his movies actually recently and he's just a good actor him getting into this pseudo superhero ish even though it's not superhero but super ish hero ish world again um but with joseph gordon levitt with more of say like a freedom away from 
the big comic book industries looks really good. Did you notice, though, they threw out the Batman and Robin thing? And I feel like that was done on purpose because Joseph Gordon-Levitz was in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah, I got that. And at first I was like, are they allowed to say that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, no, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely – thought of the JGL thing, and I and I wonder if they put that in on. It had to be on purpose. I mean, yeah, you could easily put it in there because that's the iconic duo. But when you have Joseph part of the film, and we never got him as a Robin, you, you know, I, I I figured they mentioned that on uh, on purpose. I think so as well, and I was the type of person that I really wanted to see him play a Robin or um, a uh, a Nightwing. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. I, I think in the past, uh, Juwan has said things akin to him like, no, 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 no. But me, at the end of The Dark Knight Rises, I was like, hell yeah. Especially because if you think about it, at that point, Joseph Gordon-Levitz was really on the rise. Yeah. Not so much anymore. No disrespect to him. He's still a fantastic actor. It's still great that he's going to be in this upcoming movie. Just that was like the perfect point for him to play that character. But hey, um, Project Power looks great. I will tell you that at first I got it confused and I thought it was called Power Project. So when I went to go rewatch the trailer before this and I searched on Twitter, I go Power Project. And nothing was coming up about this movie. And I was like, wait, I know that this is a thing. Until finally, like, one tweet. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) My bad. But, yeah, um, I think it looks good. As I said before, August 14th is when it comes out. And, hey, at least we'll have some movie to look forward to. I hope that Netflix doesn't mess this up. It looks good. I'm just holding my breath. (laughs) That's the scary thing I think with a a story like this is that it can be easily messed up messed up if you rely too much on the story and we don't get any of the power or if you rely too much on the power and there's no story so yeah it can be easily uh, messed up um, I, I would assume with Jamie and JGL being such big names that they're both producing in some capacity um, so hopefully they're able to kind of you know, keep it on tracks, but, you know, like you said, with Netflix, you never know. I never know, and the thing is that their their shows are so good, right? Um, they do a fantastic job, but I have rarely seen a movie from Netflix that I think is actually decent. But the good thing is where Netflix is right now, they have the money to make those graphics look really good because I feel mm-hmm. like if they had made this a few years ago, it wouldn't have been to that level. But it's enough where these big stars are wanting to get involved. So I'm hopeful. It looks good. So don't mess it up, Netflix. But um, <laughs> let's move on to a show that Okay, so personally, I'm going to throw this out there. I've never watched this show before. My mom was a huge fan of the first few seasons. I know that people absolutely love it. Have you watched the show Lucifer, though? Yeah, um, that it's funny because that's kind of the reason why my my snake's name is Lucifer. Because oh. um, like I had already, I was thinking of like dark names, and then I remember like watching the show, and I was like, oh. 
Lucifer, and I can just call her Lucy for short because I don't want to like scare off people, you know, that I don't know that way. But oh yes, yeah, my snake Lucifer, and they're like, oh my god, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I love the show, and and I didn't. It, it took me at least the first season to realize um, that it was based off a DC character. Um, I thought they were just. I think I was watching something on the BBC. Uh, beforehand, and there was something that was like loose related to something else. So when I, uh, I think it was on mythology. So when I was watching this show, I just thought like, oh, it's a new take on mythology and this, this, this. And uh, then I, you know, was uh, researching online, and they're like, oh, it's based off a DC character. And I was like, oh, well, shit. Um, I like this character. Uh, now it's a good balance of humor and um, you know, little history on, on certain uh, regards. And um, you know some some devilishness. It's it's a good show. Yeah, I definitely know that I should check it out simply because people are a big fan. And I will say that even I kind of got giddy during the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover where they showed Lucifer because I don't think that that was teased previously at all. So even I got thought that that was pretty cool, even though I some I saw some people who were like, no, not Lucifer in the CW. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's. I think that this trailer for the upcoming first part of season five couldn't have come at a better time because this is exactly when there were reports of, is Tom Ellis going to return for a sixth season? Is there even going to be a sixth season? Right. So now that it seems that all of that is hashed out, it's a perfect time to drop this trailer. And yeah. it looks interesting, again... I watched the trailer even though I've never watched the show. Um, but I will say, and so, because I can't attest to too much of it, I will say that it's a bit strange, the whole <sighs> twin brother thing. Obviously, yes, okay, there's brothers, and I'm totally used to A, being a Catholic, and also um, being someone who previously was a huge fan of Supernatural. On Supernatural, they... Lucifer, played by Mark Pellegrino, was a huge character in Supernatural, and the Archangels were his brothers, Gabriel, Michael, stuff like that. So it's not that, but the whole fact that it's going to be a twin, and it's go- and it's played by the same actor, and so obviously there's going to be some sort of, uh, you know, funniness there but not funniness also manipulation uh the main female character says that lucifer is acting strangely which you find out later is michael my question for you is as a fan of the show would you have preferred for them not to have included that in the trailer and actually discovered that while watching the show yeah i i i was very confused on why they and maybe it's something that they, they you know, kind of uh, reveal earlier on, which is, um, I would assume just because they did show it in the trailer. I was confused by that, too. I was like, isn't that something you wait to reveal? But, I mean, I guess that since they had Michael with a noticeable, like, shoulder lean type of thing going on, yeah. that you're going to know something was off. Um, I honestly feel like they did the whole twin thing just so they could show more Tom Ellis 
ass because there was a lot of his ass in the last season. I was like, why is he showing his butt so much? Like, and in the trailer, and yeah. in the trailer. <laughs> um, so I, I, I assume that they were just like, well, we get double the ass. Women love the ass. Because um, I, I know, men, and the men. <laughs> yeah, right. I know there was a um, a few people that I talked to that they watched the show specifically for Tom Ellis. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was more uh, the name caught me, and then uh, the the subject matter caught me. So you know, and then Tom Ellis just happened to be really good. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know. How, I wish I could. I can't tell which route they're really going. But you know, if it's a Lucifer show, and you know, you got a six season. And maybe the last one, you got to go hard on six with Lucifer as the title, you know. So um, I, I assume it's going to be something huge that ends up happening uh, this season. I mean, you I have think- to say that the show is very fortunate because it got canceled by Fox mm-hmm. after, what, either its second or third season? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... I didn't. That's the that's the bad thing about Fox shows. No one watches Fox apparently because every show gets canceled prematurely. Um, and you know, Family Guy even has that joke where uh, in like one of the earlier seasons of all the Fox shows, they got canceled. And I was like, that's crazy. They just have a graveyard of like two season shows. Um, so yeah, I mean. It, it might have lasted longer on the CW, honestly. You wouldn't have been able to be as, you know, cheeky, probably, as they are. Uh, they were on Fox, but Netflix does allow it to go that extra step and actually, um, I mean, we have a character named Lucifer. How you make him PG or PG-13, you know, it's kind of weird. So, but they're going to Netflix, even though they still kept it PG-13, they still were able to kind of, bump it up a notch since it wasn't on cable television. I mean, I will say, again, I haven't watched this Lucifer show, but Supernatural is on the CW, and they went pretty dark, even with their, say, Lucifer storyline. So um, I think that CW necessarily isn't the problem. It's if it's in the DC universe that they're trying to build there. I feel like if Lucifer was on the CW, but as, say, an independent show, they, you know, they wouldn't have been able to show ass, but they could have still kept some of its darkness, but if they wanted to consistently integrate it into, say, the Flash, the Arrowverse, and all that, then, yeah, they would have had to tone a lot back. And that just doesn't work when you have a show titled Lucifer. But um, I don't know why this just reminded me of it. Speaking of ass, um, so weird. But they put what movie did they put on Disney Plus recently? Either Wolverine, The Wolverine Origins or something. And everyone's uh, making yeah. a I know this is so silly, and I shouldn't even be mentioning this, but I thought it was incredibly silly that all these news articles made such a big deal over the fact that Disney Plus is keeping the scene where Hugh Jackman shows his ass, and I specifically was not going to run that story. If Kanan had put that in our group chat, I would have strictly ignored it, because I was like, how is this news? (laughs) Yeah, I don't, that's so ridiculous uh, because I'm pretty sure 
all the uh, cartoons and shows we watched as kids on Disney or otherwise had like cartoon kid ass or some bear baby ass. Like, why is Hugh Jack? Is it because his ass is muscular? I don't know, but like, I don't <laughs> think I don't think people go on there specifically waiting to or to be offended by an ass of a movie you might not even watch. So I don't, you know, yeah, that's very weird that that is a story. And they even said that, um, was it Feige was like, Disney plus is going to be like G to PG 13 is the highest will go. So why wouldn't you expect to see some butt cheeks a little bit? Yeah. And I know this is totally ridiculous. It's just that it was, it was, every single site on my Twitter feed that day. And I was like, I'm so tired of seeing this. What we should say is that a terrible movie got on Disney Plus <laughs> and not this whole movie, right? But, yeah, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't the MCU movies PG-13? I don't yes. think they're yes. PG. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're PG-13. Because, you know, you'll get an ass or a damn or... You know, and it's a lot of it's a lot of violence. I mean, um, you see blood, so I'm pretty sure it's PG-13. Most of them. Yeah, um, I always think that the hilarious thing is when people say how child friendly and kiddish uh, the MCU is considered. And someone did like a whole compilation, like Captain America flung someone into helicopter blades, <laughs> and you know, we literally watched someone drown upside down in the Winter Soldier, and I'm like. I don't think you watch the MCU because it's it's pretty violent sometimes. <laughs> yeah, definitely them only seeing clips of like the comedic parts or just a lack of vocabulary and they didn't know how to describe it. It's like it's kid friendly because the their colors are bright and the DC has darker colors, so they're more. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, and I always um, mean. I always make the joke that I have bad sight, so I appreciate the MCU for being so bright. It's like their subject matter is dark, but their colors stay bright because I can't see shit with the DC. Um, But speaking of the MCU, not really, but um, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans are going to be playing dueling spies in The Gray Man for Netflix, which is going to be Netflix's highest budget film upwards to $200 million and the goal according to one report is to be to the level of say James Bond so what are your thoughts on this report and how cool is it that Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans are teaming up together see see how <laughs> you just put all these pretty dudes in the same movie? Um, no, that's that's crazy. I, I can't. I really like. There must be a lot of explosions or a lot of something for the budget to be that high. Or Ryan Gosling was just like, "Look, if we're bad. This is battle of the cuteness. Let me like. I want to. I need a bigger check, man, because he's Captain America and I'm just Ryan. So like, can I get a?" Check. Now, I don't, that's, that's, that's crazy. I, um, you know, those are two guys that, you know, dare I meant say it again, that I don't see very many bad movies that they're in because they're pretty selective. Um, so, uh, that's a huge budget though. I know. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's like, 
that's close to it's like a Marvel budget. Yeah, I guess it's like a Marvel budget. Like that's I <laughs> <laughs> if, if this flops, that's a that's a huge loss. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. What could it be for? It's interesting. I can't wait for more details to come out. Yeah, I can't either. Um, I love that. Sorry, by the way, anyone who's watching, I had to go get my computer charger because I was looking at the battery, and I said to myself, I don't need this to shut off in the middle of this freaking podcast. But, um, yeah, um, it's strange. Before I actually move any fo- uh, further, Dan is giving me the okay to put him into the podcast, so let's add him. Cool. Dom's going to take a moment to... Is that is are you vaping there, Dom? I'm Shit. I know I'm putting you on black <laughs> Some C B D from my back. I got like an old man back. Um No judge. I used to do that as well. <laughs> I did uh, I played football for a long time and I tried to be the tough guy and like, oh, I'm hurt, but I just rubbed some dirt on it and now my shoulder hurts, my knees hurt, my back hurts. It's you know, I didn't. I didn't do what I was supposed to. So, kids out there, if you uh, get hurt, go see the go see the trainer or the nurse, go to the doctor. You don't gotta be a tough guy because it's overrated. <laughs> Honestly. Um, I'm so sorry. I just want to make sure that I'm getting this correct. Freaking Skype! What are you doing here? Um, yeah, I mean, I used to do that, but then I got really freaked out by all of the reports and all that um, <laughs> about keeping, <laughs> where I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's wrong. See, I was gonna, I was about to invite someone, like, weird onto the show. Am I, am I setting this up correctly? D, uh... Hang on. Everyone, just, um, you know, <laughs> hang, out, hang out with yourself there. <laughs> this is an intermission. If you need to get something to drink, you can do so. <laughs> no judge. Or you just get 15 seconds, whichever one's easier. <laughs> I use that a lot. I never realized, like, I always wonder why those buttons were there. I mean, I know they're there for, like, if you want to, you lost your spot, but, like, I listen to some podcasts and they have ads. I'm like, I gotta skip through those ads. Let me uh, do. <laughs> well, yeah. Reverend out there to listen to the podcast, I have used some of the products um, that we've uh, had ads for, and others have uh, had ads for. And I mean, everything's on the up and up. You know, none of it's a scam. Um, I got the Manscaped stuff. Uh, I've ordered some cereal that was promoted before. Um, there's something else. Um, Wait, you got the Manscaped? I always thought that that looked like a really cool product. Yeah, you it's know? A, handy. You know, it's, it's definitely a handy tool that, you know, takes the fear out of manscaping. You know, every, every dude is like, should I do it? I don't want to, like, cut nothing or, you know, whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, it definitely, it's definitely a product that I uh, endorse. Why is this being, like, silly with me? I'm sorry, Dom. <laughs> what 
the hell is going on here? Let's do this. Everyone could just look up uh, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling and see how beautiful they are, and that will be everyone's um, intermission there. That's perfectly cool, right? <laughs> you know what they're going to do. That movie is going to where they have those two, and then they'll have a guest spot by Ryan Reynolds, and then there'll be another one by, like, Momoa, and you just have, like, another uh, Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To be honest with you, I did see Magic Mike, not in a theater or anything. I don't know why I saw that. Um, I definitely didn't go see it in theaters. And I said to myself, I said that this was one of the most terrible um, movies I've ever seen in my life. And not even for the fact of, like, the subject matter, but the fact that it um, freaking just... The, the, I don't know if you ever saw it, but the style of the freaking movie was terrible. It had the worst cutaway scenes ever. Um, it was just ridiculous. And if you hear my cat, he's, like, apparently trying to serenade me right now. Um, so I apologize about that as well. Now, of course, I've stuff seen, like that happened. <laughs> one clip of Magic Mike, and it was kind of cringy, and I turned it off. Um yeah, it was it was kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was freaking bad. Why is this? What the hell? I will say for everyone out there, if you're looking for a new show to watch that you know kind of informs you, um, is that new uh, Zac Efron show? I can't remember the name because I didn't really look at it. I just clicked on it. But it's like a travel show where he's like, you know, learning about, uh, he's basically trying to help save the earth is what he's doing and going to learn about places that are, uh, have more of a green lifestyle with through technology or the way they live. And then also doing the stuff you see on other travel shows where they go to the local spot that everyone goes to eat some cool food or whatever. But it's actually, I watched the first three episodes and it's actually really good. Uh, Zach is a lot, um, has a lot more personality than I thought, than I gave him credit for. Um, and uh, I didn't know he's possibly smarter than we think because his, <laughs> like his dad works at a nuclear plant. And I was like, oh, so he's probably got some information that we didn't realize he had. Yeah, um, it's funny you say that because Kelly actually recommended that show. She really wanted me to go and watch it. Um, we, her and I have been doing like episodes of Unsolved Mysteries and I said to her, you know, we're only a couple of episodes away from being done. I was like, what should we do next? And she goes, oh, the Zac Efron one. Um, so maybe I'll check that out afterwards. He really impressed me with say, um, the, uh, the Ted Bundy mm-hmm. movie. I don't know if you ever watched him in that, but that's also on Netflix. And that was really, like, it wasn't that great, actually, but I thought his performance was really good in it. Yeah, he's gotten a lot better as he's gotten older. And I think... He clearly wants to, like... I'm sorry, Antara. He clearly wants to... Um, go away from, say, that high school musical sort yeah. of nobody has about himself. 
Yeah, I think he's trying to avoid the you just got this because you look good thing. I think he's trying to like, no, I'm good, okay? <laughs> uh, the show's called Down to Earth, by the way. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just randomly put it on uh, earlier, and I was like, hi, Zach. And, it, and I learned some stuff that like I was kind of interested in but didn't know about. And I was like, oh, shit, he's like, okay. Hi, hi, Zach, you got it. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Um. I'll check it out because now apparently both you and freaking Kelly are suggesting that I absolutely need to watch this freaking show. So I will definitely check that out. I'm trying to call Dan now, by the way. I finally found him. Is he popped up now? I see like a, his I see his, his profile there. I'm an expert at Skype. <laughs> Dan, if you can hear us, let us know. <laughs> That's a, maybe his audio connecting or something. Maybe. It says that he's on the call, so I don't know. <laughs> Blink if you can hear us, Dan. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Uh, let's see. You're a little low right now. You sound a little far away. Far away? I don't know. What'd you uh, say? <laughs> it's okay. It's This is, as I said, the intermission of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get my audio to work. You sounded a little clearer there. Do I sound better now? You do sound better now. What's that? No, it's okay. Can you hear us okay? I hear you perfectly fine. Okay, perfect. All right, everyone. Dan Aquino is joining us. Dan, welcome to this week's uh, episode of Geek Vibes Live. Hey, good to be here. Awesome. Hope dinner was was great. Now I'm hungry. Thanks a lot. It was phenomenal. Well, now I'm just jealous. But Dom and I actually, we just kind of been speaking about uh, some trailer talks, such as the trailer for Project Power and Lucifer Season 5. Um, I don't know if you had anything to say about those two trailers. If not, we'll um, skip right over to our next topic. I, I do not have anything to say about them because I've never watched either of those shows, unfortunately. Fair enough, fair enough. So, <laughs> um, all right, so let's kind of hop along to our next subject here, just really quick. Uh, Netflix, we're just talking a lot about Netflix apparently tonight, Dom, but um, apparently the show Space Force starring Stephen Carell has been renewed for a second season. Um, I'll reserve my thoughts in a second, but, uh, Dan, since you just joined us, what do you think about this news? And did you actually check out the first season of Space Force? I watched a couple of episodes. I, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I think it took a little bit to get going. I didn't, I haven't finished it yet, so I can't really give a full assessment on it. 
but from what I saw, I don't disagree with their idea of renewing it for a second season. I mean, you know, Steve Carell is always fun to watch. It's just a, it's a good uh, it's a good cast. So, uh, although I'm not like jumping up and down for season two, uh, you know, I think it could be one of those shows that you know where the first season kind of like Parks and Recreation, the first season was good, but it really didn't pick up until season two and beyond. I think that might be the case for Space Force. That's a good way to look at it, because I will let you know that I started it, and I couldn't get into it at all. But I am a big fan of Parks and Rec. I do agree that the first season, in hindsight, wasn't really that great. It defi- Same, I feel like, with The Office. It kind of took, you know, a season or two to really rev up, and then it's, you know, obviously classic. So could be the same um, direction that that's going into. But, Dom, what do you think of Space Force being renewed? Um, initially, I wasn't, like, too excited about it. But then when Dan said that, I was like, oh, you know what? He's right, because Parks and Rec in the office were, at the beginning, like, eh. And that's the same thing I tell everybody who hasn't watched The Office or doesn't like it because they watched the first season, like, oh, just get past the first season, and it's good. So this show might have the same uh, effect, because uh, it was, like he said, it was slow in the beginning. Um, it did get better. I love John Malkovich, and I thought he was the, the bright spot for me in the series, along with, um, I think, Diana Silvers, that plays his daughter. Um, they both had um, interesting storylines, and... Uh, Steve Carell, honestly, like, even though he's a focal point, he was kind of more background for me um, because, and I think it's just because his character is over the top, um, but there's a lot of um, funny, like, topical political humor that um, if you're not into politics at all, it's going to go right over your head. Um, So it could be, you know, it might not have as huge of a uh, fan base because of that, because I know a lot of people are like, uh, Hollywood just trying to be political again, and and I was like, yeah, politics are in everything. So like, I don't know what to tell you. You can go watch Last Man Standing or whatever that Tim Allen show is um, if you want more of a conservative humor. Um, but no, nah, I thought the show it wasn't bad. Um, season two might just be that much better. Uh, so yeah, like Dan said, it's, it makes sense. Dan's coming on and just giving us all of the wisdom right now. So thank you for that. (laughs) Even a show that is, you know, it's a classic like The Simpsons. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. I won't watch the first season because it's just, it doesn't even come close to the, you know, the second, third, fourth, and so on. It's just, it's not even worth my time. So whenever someone will talk to me about The Simpsons and they'll ask, well, where should I start? I'll always tell them season two, start there. So who knows, maybe Space Force is one of those shows where it'll go on for six, seven seasons. And I'll tell people, just, you know, you don't even have to watch the first season, just go right into the second. It's kind of how I felt about Supernatural. The first three seasons were honestly like throwaways. And then at season four, it picked up. But then, of course, I fell off at season 10. But with Space Force, I did think that it was funny some of the things that they were pointing out. Of course, the humor was very political, very um, 
current. It was just funny, say, watching it with my boyfriend who is really into space and does think the whole idea of, say, the Space Force is cool. And he was like, oh, of course they have to automatically be making fun of it as soon as it comes out. Um, but I got where they were were going with that I just maybe I wasn't in the right headspace at the time to watch it so clearly enough people enjoyed it for it to be renewed for a second season because Netflix can be pretty brutal with their cancellations there so Space Force is renewed um I did want to come out with this whole thing it's a rumor honestly the the site that we took not took, but, you know, a site that we reported from kind of ran it as a fact, but it, unless there's an official announcement, I'm running this as a rumor, but it's that Hayden Christensen will reportedly return as Anakin Skywalker for the upcoming Disney Plus series, Kenobi. And so the unusual thing is here is, first of all, uh, Hayden Christensen I don't think has really done a whole lot since being Anakin Skywalker and it's almost ironic to me that a lot of people shit on the prequel series but then at the same point also kind of um, enjoy hate like no one is saying for Hayden to be recast when Rise of Skywalker was coming out I remember people going oh I hope he returns as a you know as a space ghost or something or when the anime series was out his likeliness was obviously Anakin in that so it is interesting to me but the Kenobi series is going to take place after that last movie in which Anakin had already turned into Darth Vader. So how will he return as Anakin? Are they going to be... And they say, apparently, rumor, that he's going to have a bit of a large role. So is it going to be flashbacks, hallucinations, space force, space ghost? Sorry, not trying to offend all the diehard Star Wars fans out there. But um, yeah, so that's the rumor right now. Dom, what do you think about this? Um, I mean, I think that's a move you have to make um, when you are transferring um, all of the fans of the, of the franchise from big screen to small screen. Um, you you got to keep some of, some of this stuff intact. And I, and I think you I think you're right. I think it will have to be in kind of a ghost form, like how you saw. Uh, and the originals, like Obi-Wan, you know, appearing, um, you've seen, we've seen Yoda's ghost appear. So, yeah, I think that um, in, in some capacity it's going to have to be that, whether he's dark or light, I don't know. Um, especially if it's if his master, is, you know, is this person, but then he turned, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, so, uh, I, I mean, I'm really curious on how they're going to, you know, this new storyline, basically. I mean, Mandalorian works because of the, the way the character is. I mean, the, even the dialogue wasn't super heavy because it's more of a Western, but I assume this isn't going to be the same, so it should be interesting to see. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not mad about it because I'm probably in the 1% of society <laughs> that actually enjoyed the prequels uh, trilogy. <laughs> so I like uh, Hayden and... Ian McGregor uh, working together again. So 
I'm cool with it if it happens. I just don't know how it's going to happen. But Dan, what do you think about this rumor and how much, like, how how true do you actually think it is? Uh, I hope it's very true. Uh, I think Hayden Christensen was given the short end of the stick with the sequels or the prequels. I'm sorry. Um, he certainly didn't help himself out with certain lines of dialogue, but I, I blame the writing for that, not so much him. Uh, and Star Wars fans really tore into him, and I think that's the reason why you don't see him in many projects nowadays. Uh, I think it would be nice because, yeah, I, I think Disney kind of has a handle on the Star Wars uh, series right now. So I think whoever would be in charge for Kenobi would kind of give uh, kind of give Hayden his his redeemable moments in the show. And I think if you're going to bring him, if he, if he's going to be in it, it's got to be flashbacks, like maybe when they're training together, uh, little arguments that they had. It, it'll probably be from Obi Wan's perspective in flashbacks, but. I hope it's true. I would like to see him uh, reprise the role of, of Anakin. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I um, I think so as well. As I just said, I like the prequels. I went back not too long ago and kind of watched them, and I still found myself enjoying them. Of course, Jar Jar Binks is kind of annoying, and but you know, if you go back, no movie's going to be perfect, and I think that the prequels get a lot of unnecessary hate. So I'm I'm cool with it if it does happen. If that is the case, um, it would be nice to see an actor come back and actually act again. So yeah, um, that's uh, that's awesome. Uh, I also wanted to mention, I don't know if either of you guys watch the show, Dom knows that I do, but moving on is that Amazon Prime's Hannah just got renewed for a third season, and I wanted to mention that because I really enjoyed the second season. For those who haven't watched it, it is based... The first season is a, say, remake of the original 2011 movie, starring, of course, different actors and... While I thought that season one could have been improved a lot, it was kind of slow in a lot of retro in a lot of aspects. But season two was really enjoyable to me. So the fact that it got renewed for a third season, I was ecstatic about because there's a lot that they still need to touch upon. So I don't know. I I'm pretty sure Dom, you haven't watched Hannah, right? No, but every time I see it pop up, I tell myself I need to watch it. Um... Because it looks really good. And um, unlike, you know, Netflix, Amazon actually, like, um, markets their shows very well to where as soon as I turn on my – I have a Fire TV. So as soon as I turn it on, you know, some of their bigger movies, their originals pop up. Um, or their shows pop up, uh, you know, really big on their um, their background. So uh, – yeah, I'm. I'm, a, I'm at some point gonna watch it. I just watch so much different stuff that I never have time to sit down and watch some of the popular shows. But uh, yeah, it's definitely one that I want to go watch. There are some shows that I have not watched, not because even I say I don't have the time, but particularly because I have to be in the mood to watch it. 
like I really want to get into Netflix's, uh, not Netflix, but the show Kingdom that Frank Grillo stars in. The uh, all three seasons just went on Netflix. And I really want to watch it, but it's like I have to be in the mood for it. It's really intense. I watched the first few episodes, and I was like, okay, I have to be in the mood for this. But um, Dan, have you ever seen Hannah? I have not. Uh, what What is it about? So the whole and again, I I highly suggest that both of you go watch it, but. The first season isn't as good as the second season. I'll just say that right away so that they're, you know, uh, low ex- not low expectations, but, you know, you have your expectations correctly. So the whole thing is that you have this young girl, Hannah. This, the show starts off with the fact that she was uh, pretty much the whole background is her mother didn't want her originally, and so you have this character played by Joel Kinnaman in season one who his whole thing was working for the secret government um, you know, organization that wanted children so that they could raise them to be pretty much sleeper, cell, uh, sleeper spies, you know? Um, and so originally Joel Kinnaman had talked Hannah's mother into giving her baby up to this secret government organization. Joel Kinnaman's character finds out that the secret organization is going to terminate the program, essentially killing the children. So he decides to take the young child, go into the forest, and raise her for 15 years as some sort of like insane assassin, pretty much like preparing her if the time ever came that he couldn't protect her anymore. Well, season one is about Hannah breaking away from the forest and automatically she's like on the radar of this secret organization who then goes after her. So it's really spy espionage. Who can you trust? Everyone is essentially lying about their cover story. They all look normal, but instead they are really deadly uh, secret spy agents. And season two is really cool because it deals with Hannah uh, finding out that they actually didn't ever terminate the program. So there's all of these young uh, super soldier spy girls out there and her wanting to essentially free them and expose that sort of organization. So I think it was really cool. Uh, The first season obviously need to explain a lot and touch upon a lot. And then season two kind of really felt like it was cleaner. Uh, The fight choreography was really good. And if you know anything about me, I really like Joel Kinnaman. He's like really a black belt in martial arts in real life. So his choreography for fighting scenes are really cool. So yeah, that's my uh, glowing recommendation for Hannah. Wasn't (laughs) a movie? Yeah, so it was a movie back in 2011. I forget who the actors were. So that was the movie, and the first season really is kind of mimicking the movie, but then the second season kind of breaks away from that. Uh, Dermot Mulrooney is in season two, and he's really good. Muriel Enos, um, the girl who plays Hannah. She's kind of a new actress by the name of Esme Creed Miles. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I found myself really enjoying it. It's only eight episodes. 
episodes per season. So I think it's like a really easy watch. And if you're into the whole espionage sort of thing, which I am, then I certainly suggest it. Uh, I, I think I saw this movie back in the day with, with Eric Bana and Shorzy Ronan. Yes. Yeah, I, I saw the movie, so all right, so I kind of got a feel for it now. But as you were describing, I was like, I feel like this was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I don't know why they say decided to then translate it into a series, but it looked like they did a good job. The casting seems really cool, and I like any sort of program that has to do with like international travel and different sort of ghost organizations and of course the whole again who can you trust and who is really on your side and shows that are able to confuse you along the way to the point where you don't even know even at the end I really appreciate so yeah (laughs) that was my brief little Hannah review there Um, let's go into I guess COVID talk, which it's like, is anyone necessarily surprised? But No Time to Die, which was the James Bond movie, which was actually, I think, if not the first, but one of the first movies to make the leap and decide to postpone like months and months and months ahead, um, just got pushed to 2021. Um, again, I don't feel like that's very surprising. And if they're deciding to do that, this is clearly showing that no one is optimistic of the theaters reopening anytime this year. So, Dom, what do you think about the new James Bond movie being pushed to next year? Um, yeah, like you said, it's not surprising. I think that they're lucky that the movie is the type of movie that it is because I feel like um, depending on your subject matter, uh, the you know, the humor or some of the things that are done in the movie may seem dated if you wait too long to release it. Um, but since it's a James Bond movie, uh, I feel like it should they shouldn't really miss a beat. Um, but you will kind of lose the buzz. And I think that's why they initially moved it. They're like, we put all this money into advertising. We don't want to, you know, lose it or move it back and move it and you know, the buzz might die down because now that since they're not the only one to move, we have a majority of these blockbuster type movies moving. It's going to be a lot of the competition at one time. So next year is going to be a movie Royal Rumble and it's going to be uh, somebody's going to lose. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting with everything being pushed to 2021 because eventually the theaters have to open and it's like who's going to be the guinea pig essentially and I guess uh, James Bond decided they are not going to risk being the guinea pig when it comes to the movie theaters reopening. It is fine for me because I was the type of person that didn't go see movies in the theaters unless they were superhero movies so I'm like oh okay but I'm fully expecting them to turn around and say that Black Widow is pushed to 2021, and I, that that's going to make me sad. But, uh, Dan, it, it's not surprising at all, right, that No Time to Die was pushed till 2021? No, not at all. I, I agree with Dom that 
you, you next year is going to be so packed that it's going to be fun for the fans and like moviegoers. It'll be great, but for studios and and anyone else involved, it's going to be a nightmare because now you're really you know you're going you're some some movies are going to be going up against some big heavy hitters and it, you know they're going to get wiped. Uh, they're going to get the floor wiped with them. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not at this point. I'm not really. I'm not disappointed, and I'm not excited for anything anymore. Uh, and I, I don't know where else to go with it. You know, it just seems like I don't want it to be all doom and gloom. But you know, Tenant is supposed to come out next month, and it's reporting that it needs to make pretty much a billion dollars to break even. Like, all right, well, where do you go with that? Like, why not just push that back? But I know Nolan doesn't want to, you know, he, he's refusing to push it back or he has his reasons. But, yeah, I think we're going to see... I'm curious to how studios are going to handle it, and I'm curious to see how us movie-going fans react to everything because... One, not everyone has money to just go back-to-back-to-back weekends where they go, oh, you know, Black Widow's coming out, and then the next weekend, Wonder Woman's coming out, and then uh, James Bond is coming out the weekend after that. It's like, oh, man, pretty soon we're going to suffer from... We're going to suffer from movie uh, exhaustion, right? I think that's got to be a thing where... Everyone will be excited for maybe a couple months, and then after that, it'll be like, all right, there's just too many movies coming out. Yeah, that's a really good point for you to make, and I didn't necessarily think about that, but um, freaking, what was I going to say? Yeah, um, I, I think, not for nothing, that they're going to have to lower the price of tickets. Um, because, you know, and that was always my argument before freaking COVID decided to come out and wreck everything is that I'm not going to spend $15 at the movie theater constantly to go see movies that I don't even know are going to be good. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that they're going to have to lower the ticket price or could we even see it go up more so that they can make at least the money that they want to make? Um, Dan, I'll start with you. You'll never see ticket prices go down. (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, throughout his, I mean, obviously, look how they've just kept going up and up and up. And plus, with everything being closed, I doubt that they're going to want to lower prices. I remember asking that about, um, you know, like my uh, my sister works for Disney World, so they've been closed for a while and they just reopened. So I was thinking, like, oh, I wonder if they'll lower their admission prices and stuff. Like, she's like, no way. It's out of the question. No way Disney would ever lower anything. If anything, they're just going to keep getting higher and higher. So you'll probably see concessions being more expensive to kind of make up for the loss. And you'll probably see a lot of a lot of movies just come out video on demand. You know, just to, so people don't have to worry about going to the movies. Because think about it. At one point, you know, you're taking a family of four. You're probably spending over a hundred dollars in tickets and concessions. People just want to stay home now, especially especially those who have been out of a job for months. 
That's why you go to the dollar store that's next to the movie theater <laughs> and stuff your purse in your pockets with candy so that you can at least not go to the concession stand because that's the most overpriced shit that I've ever witnessed. But, yeah, um, by the way, I uh, hope uh, – who would you say? Your sister? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I hope she's certainly safe because the idea of anything opening with a, a lot, large amount of crowds that just makes me so nervous. I sit there and go, I highly doubt that New York Comic Con is happening, which sucks because Dan and I are supposed to go to that. <laughs> yeah, we, my wife and I have been going, oh, eight, I think it's been nine years in a row, might be a little more. Yeah, I, um, I've been going, what, I'm 30, I've been going since I was probably about 22, 23, so that's going to be weird. It was weird for me because, uh, not to sound like a complete and utter nerd, but I went to the Renaissance Fair every year, just, you know, once a year, fun in the summer and stuff, and that got canceled this year. And I'm like, shit, that's the first time probably in about eight years that I'm not going to that. So that's going to be very, very strange. Uh, Dom, do you kind of echo what Dan was saying about ticket prices? That They're probably only going to go up, not down. Yeah, for sure. And I even saw, um, I think maybe it, had been, it was a Forbes or something like that, that there was negotiations going between the studios and the movie theaters where, they wanted the studios wanted a bigger cut from the theaters, which means all the concessions are going to go up. Um, and yeah, it's it's very unfortunate because I mean, I remember um, you know when I was a young man, a younger man, should I say? And you know, movie and 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 dinner was an easy date, but now like uh, I remember Christmas, I took my mom my fiance, my sister, my grandpa, and my sister's friend to see Uncut Gems, and it was almost 100 bucks. Oh, my God. Just, just the tickets. And I was like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Merry Christmas, you get nothing else. Like, <laughs> this is it. Um, so, yeah, it's only going to go up, unfortunately. And I don't know what they do to accommodate the people. Um, they're going to make a lot of money at first because people want to get out of the house. So they're safe in that regard. And they'll probably hike them up that first weekend because they know they're going to make it regardless. But after that, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do because, you know, here it's, um, I think for for two people, it's probably close to 30, 25, 30 bucks. And I'm, I'm sorry, like, <laughs> I'm not going to pay 40 bucks to, you know, 40, 50 bucks to see a movie. I mean, like Dan said, like and we've talked about this before, y'all just need to release them on video on demand. Like you can release them in a the theater on demand at the same time. People are still gonna want to go to the theater, but I will be at the crib. I'll spend that twenty bucks, but at least I have it for that whole entire day, and you know, have multiple people can watch it with me. But it's yeah, it's gonna get crazy. 
it's definitely going to get crazy. And it's so funny. Um, when I was in college, right, and I was working at a bakery, and this old lady came in one day, and I don't know why she randomly decided to say this. She goes, oh, I feel so bad for women these days because, you know, back in the day, a man used to be able to take you out to dinner and a movie, and now you got to do one or the other. It's like, girl, you can't even do one or the other. you got to do none. <laughs> Shit is crazy now. Um, but... Yeah, uh, that, yeah, I will not be going to the theater right away. Although, I will definitely want to go see Black Widow, so I'll just go and wear my mask and spray everyone around me and just tell everyone to not breathe so that at least I can go and see uh, Black Widow. But I think it was Dan who mentioned Tenet before, and it is crazy that... um, that Christopher Nolan is trying to hold on to the date. Um, there were reports that, I, so you said close to a billion dollars. Yeah, I think the last report I saw was it needs to make $800 million to break even, which is insane. I mean, that's what uh, Black Panther, Avengers, Endgame levels of money. I'm sorry. It looks really great. It's Christopher Nolan, but I don't see it making that. And It was saying that he originally refused an early international release so that he can help support American theaters. But then, according to IndieWire, a movie theater rule in China will prevent Tenant from being shown because the theaters in China are not allowing films over two hours to be shown. And Christopher Nolan is not going to cut down his movie to make that. So, you know... Movies in America aren't opening up, and then you just were told that China, which makes up for such a huge amount of the international sales, isn't going to show your movie. No one's going to show your movie, Christopher Nolan, so you need to push that back. But, um, Dan, what do you think about that? I know you kind of touched upon it briefly before. Yeah, I, I think it's setting yourself up to fail. You know, you're really putting yourself behind the eight ball, as it were. Uh yeah, and I agree. I think, you know, Christopher Nolan obviously has such a strong track record with his films being solid, but, uh, and, and Tenet certainly does look very good. I, I do want to see it, but I, I feel like that's kind of Icarus flying too close to the sun here. Uh, people, I'm sure people are very anxious to get out, obviously, but are they that anxious to get out and risk their their health for that movie i don't know um i i do think it's it's really rolling the dice in every sense of the every sense of the term so we'll see what happens but i don't have a great feeling for it i think it makes close to 800 million i think it'll be like six to seven hundred million but it's going to be really hard to watch it it really is, and I want to see it as well. It looks really good. It looks like it's touching upon, say, Inception and Memento, which are honestly some of Christopher Nolan's best work. So I certainly want to see it in theaters, but it just looks like everything's stacked against it. And I appreciate Christopher Nolan's passion and especially his thing where he wants to help out American theaters, but... It's like, dude, come on. But, Dom, what do you think about this? Um, 
I, I feel like, like, yeah, I agree. He's making he's making the wrong move. And the thing that gets me is that, and I, and I guess he's in a different spot. Level of you know in the hierarchy of director, name is so well But if I am a art, like I create a, a, um, art in, in movies or, or film or any kind of thing like that, I want the most eyes to be able to see it. And if you're trying to hold out and or not push back, I mean, if 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 you don't, yeah, like like we said before, it's gonna be. A problem um, because, he, like he, like Dan said, do you really want to go risk it all for a movie? I mean, maybe if you if that's the, you live on the edge. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he. I think if he'll rethink this, uh, he. Let's we'll see what happens after this weekend's over. Uh, I'm sure he's got a lot of backlash. Um, hmm. For his uh, his movements by the fans and other people in in Hollywood, um, but yeah, he's gonna have to maneuver it a little bit. Sorry about that. You went down the wrong pipe here. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, Let's move on to our last couple of topics here. So uh, Kanan, our very own editor-in-chief, got the opportunity to speak with Z Chun of TKO uh, Comic Books. And uh, Z has worked on shows like Gotham, and he is actually working on an upcoming animated Gremlins project, which... You know, not a whole lot had been said about this Gremlins project, but when he spoke with Z, Z was able to give him some nice updates, and it's Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai, and in it, he, Kanan asked Z if Howie Mandel will return as the voice of Gizmo. And Z said he is not returning to voice Gizmo, but we will have some casting announcements soon. There's definitely going to be some exciting cameos from people. So first is, uh, Dom, are you excited that there's at least an update about the project? And how do you feel about Howie Mandel not coming back to voice Gizmo? Um, no, yeah, it's, it's definitely big news that we've been hearing about forever, and then you're like, well, maybe it's not going to happen, um, but then we get this news, um, and I, I, I assume it's going to be great. As far as Howie, though, um, if there's a certain voice of a character, depending on how distinct that person's voice is, like, say, like a James Earl Jones or I'm working Freeman or something like that, um, it, it, that makes a big impact. But not having Howie for the voice, I don't think, for me at least, would make too big of an impact. Um, but uh, I'm sure he'll make a cameo in some capacity just to kind of give a nod to the past. Yeah, it seems like Z really enjoys what he does in the interview. He was saying, of course, with a lot of these projects, he's a fan first and then sort of uh, on the working side of it second. So 
I, it sounds like there could be some really cool casting announcements as far as throwbacks and some nostalgic factors there. So that's pretty cool. Um, Dan, what do you think about this news? Uh, it's cool. Uh, I Actually, I didn't know this was the thing. So this you're breaking the news to me right now. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who didn't love Gremlins growing up, you know? I mean, especially us 80s kids. That was uh, that was a classic movie, one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, really. Um, yeah, uh, as far as Howie Mandel not coming back, I mean, I'm with Dom. You know, he's not that integral to it. I mean, Gizmo doesn't really talk; he just makes funny noises. So, I'm not going to say it's a huge loss. I just, it, it reminded me of um, the new Child's Play movie that came out with Mark Hamill voicing Chucky, and some people were kind of upset about it. I mean, no one was really up in arms about it, but some people were upset that it wasn't uh, Brad Dourif returning. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out that the new uh, Child's Play TV show that's coming out next year does have Brad Dourif uh, reprising the role of Chucky. So, again, I mean... It's it's really not terrible. You can get by with it. So I'm not really broken up about it. But I am excited to hear about the casting news. It's always fun to get casting news, especially nowadays when it feels like everything's at a standstill in terms of production. So when you finally get some kind of news, you're like, oh, this is awesome. It's like someone's finally giving you like a piece of candy or something. Like, ooh, finally, something, something sweet. And uh, like, for instance... I saw today the uh, the first official look from uh, what was it Godzilla versus Kong, uh, and yeah. it's just like, oh man, I, I felt like a I felt like a kid again, and I I was so happy. <laughs> I was so I showed my wife. I was like, oh look, and she was like, oh great, I I married a man child. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's always good to get casting uh, rumors and any kind of uh, any kind of news like that is is, is exciting. Um. I just have to mention this, Dan. First of all, I never want you to think that I'm some creepy stalker because I listen to, like, all your guys' podcasts. So I was going to say that I listened to your last podcast, and you talked about the Child's Play movie with um, Mark Hamill, right? He was voicing Chucky. Yeah, Yeah. that looked really weird. So hopefully, though, this is a good, say, throwback to an oldie but goodie and not kind of, like, a weird throwback to an oldie but goodie. I'll tell you, you know, listen, it wasn't great, obviously, but uh, it's it was it tried something different, and I'm not going to fault it for it. It wasn't terrible. Uh, it's nowhere near as good as the original Child's Play or even Child's Play Two, but it's worth a watch. I, I think it's on Amazon Prime now, so yeah, it's no biggie. Yeah, I, I did a. Uh, and I thought it wasn't terrible. I, I yeah, like, Sorry. Oh, yeah, I was saying, like, I, I agree. Like, the movie, it, it did it did try what it, as something, and which is, you know, on the mindset of, like, maybe I would have thought of, too, like, AI instead of, like, you know, incantation. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so it's a very watchable movie. I, but it does, like... <laughs> The Chucky's face just threw me off. I was just like, he looks so weird. He does. I'll, I'll definitely agree with that. I didn't like his uh, 
I didn't like how he looked for the most part, but I I did like how they tr they changed up the the story. Like you said, it's not yeah. an incantation from a serial killer. It's just this. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's a disgruntled <laughs> employee who I don't. Have you ever seen the um, the Simpsons Treehouse Horror where the crusty the clown doll becomes evil and tries to kill Homer, and it's just because someone turned the the uh, evil switch on. I mean, that's essentially what it was. Oh, okay. Um, you said it was on uh, Amazon Prime, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because Mark Hamill was voicing it, and I think that he's really good as a voice actor. Obviously, we know his, like, Star Wars work, but as a voice actor, his stuff is really good, so that was, like the only thing of interest to me. Maybe one day when it's like night and all that, I'll turn it on just to say that I watched it. But um, Dan, furthering the whole thing with Gremlins, right? It, uh, I didn't know this also. It's from Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment. So that's pretty cool. Okay. So, so yeah, keeping the tradition going kind of thing. Yeah, so that'll be something cool to look forward to. I'm happy that we broke some news for you. Yeah, that's but, why I <laughs> Yes, that's what I'd like to hear. Uh, <laughs> so for our last kind of subject of the night, I you know, don't give any credence whatsoever to what this guy says, but I thought that it was pretty interesting. It's not interesting, but it's just kind of like, why does he keep talking? Um, so I'm just going to add a little bit. Uh, Rob Liefeld was saying that he doubts that Deadpool 3 is even going to happen. He would be very surprised, and but he's perfectly okay if it doesn't happen. And I just have to say that I hate that people like give him any sort of credence, which sucks because he did create Deadpool and Deadpool is such a fantastic character but my thing is that he is so on this soapbox about it and then you have all of the people who say really hate the MCU listening to what he's saying and going see he's saying that Deadpool 3 isn't happening screw the evil Disney empire and so uh, I just thought that I mean Dom First of all, you were supposed to speak to him at some point, right? <laughs> they, I was waiting. I had my stuff set up. And then it was like, oh, they want to reschedule. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, because I have some questions for him. I, I do want to know if he, he if he's really just has this uh, a disdain for, for Marvel now because it just seems like he... You can you can hear it when he speaks or uh, when he types something that like you're big off my characters and it's whatever happened with us is yeah. it's itching at me. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, if Ryan comes out beforehand and said it's definitely getting done, and then you're like, no, it's not, and if it doesn't get made, I don't care. I don't I don't know. I'm 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 confused. Um, because, I mean, I don't know. I kind of believe in the, you got to mend some bridges. You know what I mean? And it seems like that's not going to happen anytime soon. So it's just kind of unfortunate that this 
thing keeps popping up with him with this beef with Marvel. Well, I only like bring it up because uh, one of the Twitter users, uh, Christopher Mark, he I think previously worked for HN Entertainment, and now he has a new site, and he puts it pretty well where he says that Rob has absolutely nothing to do with Marvel. He is not in the door at all. So if anything, Ryan would have Ryan Reynolds would have more information. I mean. Listen, Disney may turn around and decide not to ever do Deadpool 3, especially with everything that's going on. They've already had to push their filming schedules. They may say, we don't have time for a movie that's not even going to be part of the MCU. Because I'm pretty sure that I had heard at some point that Deadpool 3 wouldn't be in the MCU. It just be its own thing, similar to how they're putting out, say, New Mutants, right? So they may turn around and say, we don't have time for this because we got to get all our other freaking movies made. So if that's the case, fine. But it just irks me that this guy just continuously seems to just be bitter about something. So, uh, Dan, what are your thoughts about Rob Liefeld saying this? And it's is it at this point now where it's like, dude, just stop. Oh, I think it's well past that point where he's become the angry old man yelling at the clouds. Uh, and I'm, I agree with both of you. I mean, this guy has, he created a very likable and marketable character. And unfortunately, that kind of gives him, I don't want to say the right, but it, it kind of gives him the ability to voice his opinion on the character because he created it so uh, i mean unfortunately for him it's no longer in his control as it were uh i think if he was a little bit more uh what's the word if he was a little bit more compassionate sounding on twitter i think people would feel for him you know if uh, there's a word i'm looking for i can't it's on the tip of my tongue, but essentially if he was just more likable on Twitter, I think people would feel for him a little bit more, but I, I, and I think you're right. I don't, I don't think Fe, uh, Feige really has any plans for Deadpool in the MCU. If, if anything, he might pitch a Disney Plus series for Deadpool or maybe like a Hulu thing since that's, that seems to be where they're putting all of their little, uh, like, PG-13 R stuff. But it's not looking good for the future of Deadpool. I would be very surprised if we see Disney release another movie up with him. Uh, but who knows? You know, Ryan Reynolds is very... He's very... Um, yeah, I, all these words are escaping me. <laughs> uh, Marketable? Well, he's he's definitely marketable, but he he has a way about him where he's so charming that you know maybe he could talk his way into something with Feige and say, hey, listen, the fans want this. There's something that we can do, I'm sure. And who knows? Yeah, I think that Kevin Feige certainly, you know, you want to make the fans happy because that's going to put butts in the seats those that's going to get people to pay and 
I would think that at some point Kevin Feige has looked at it and said Deadpool is very popular. Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool is very popular. I want to, you know, capitalize on this and keep going with it. There doesn't seem to necessarily be an outcry of people wanting to keep any of the other X-Men casting, but there is a you know, a huge amount of people who want to keep Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. So I think from a business perspective, it would be smart for Kevin Feige to go in that direction. But again, who knows really where it's going to go necessarily. Rob Liefeld lost me as soon as he was doing the whole thing where he was shitting on Birds of Prey um, for what Harley was wearing. Um, and not because, you know, I'm sitting here as the ultimate Birds of Prey defender. I've even said that I actually like Suicide Squad better, which I know. Like, weird me here. But he he sounded like a creepy old man thinking that Harley's outfit was better in Suicide Squad. Look how much better. It's like she was wearing pretty much underwear and a bra. Is that why you liked her? <laughs> so I, I just thought that was very, very weird in my opinion. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, actually. Great hosting here, Sia. Um, yeah, I guess that we should have talked briefly about the Hellstrom photos, but to be honest, I didn't really look at them very well. But before we wrap everything up, uh, Dom, did you look at what they posted for Hellstrom and what did you think about it? Um, I didn't, I, I saw, I think I was doing something when I first initially saw it. So I glanced, I didn't really get a good look. I mean, from what I saw, it looked cool because I saw like some, it looked like a, um, had the effects on it, uh, for which I, whichever character could have been Hellstrom. But, uh, I mean, it, it looked good. The, the images looked polished and, um, I had, it looks like it has a, a, a good cast. Um, but I have to go back and I really look to, <laughs> give you my uh, full <laughs> uh, review of it. Yeah, that's no problem. As I said, I didn't really even look at it because I think I was also in the midst of things. But from what I saw, it it's funny. It really doesn't even look like a Marvel show. And someone did point out that when they released their title card that they didn't even put Marvel in uh, the title uh- so that that was kind of them saying that Marvel really doesn't want this happening. But I do have to say that if Marvel really didn't want it to happen, they would have just scrapped it, just like they scrapped the Ghost Rider series. But, uh, Dan, before we wrap everything up here, did you get to see the photos? And if so, what are your thoughts on it? I did not get to see the photos, unfortunately. So I can't really talk about it now. <laughs> no, it's no problem at all. We um, are three very unenthusiastic people, it seems, about the culture. But I- I'll give my full opinion when they actually release a trailer. When, yeah. you know, photos don't yeah. always say do anything for me. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But when I see a trailer, that's when I say to myself, you know, am I interested in the show or am I not interested in the show? But... To be honest, I think that we covered all of the major talking points here, um, some of the not-so-major talking points, and I'm happy that I got dumb, and I'm happy that Dan was able to join us for this week's uh, Geek Vibes Live. So before we sign off here, Dan, let everyone know where they can find you, what you guys have coming up next. 
Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be around and talk to you guys. I'm sorry that it's been so long. Uh, but you can find me. My personal Twitter is at theaquino122. Uh, I am a part of the main Damien network, and we have three distinct podcasts. One is our movie podcast. Uh, they call this a movie, which airs every Thursday. Uh, and you can follow us at the main Damien on Twitter. Second is our D&D Real Play podcast at, uh, at Stranger Damies, and that airs every Wednesday. And uh, all of these podcasts are on iTunes, anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Stranger Damies. And our final podcast is our video game podcast called The Game Vault Podcast, and they air every other Monday. So they're actually they're getting ready to stream in about a half hour. My wife is going to get ready to stream, so uh, you can follow them at Game Vault Pod on Twitter, and they're on Twitch at Game Vault Pod. So there you go. There's plenty of entertainment to come out of the main Damey, so make sure you definitely check that out. They have really awesome content, and you, Anthony, and Mark are really fantastic at what you do. Um, and I guess I should definitely check out your wife's Twitch stream at some point if I could ever figure out Twitch. So, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 she's, she's very fun to, and I'm not saying that because she's my wife, but she, uh, she plays Call of Duty, she plays Dead by Daylight, and it's, it's a lot of fun to watch because she's very passionate about her video gaming. <laughs> That's great. I'm sure that there are so many gamers out there, and Twitch is such a huge industry, so everyone, please make sure that you check that out. Dom, you have a lot of interviews, I think, or you had a lot of interviews. You're just uh, surrounded by interviews all the time, so please let everyone know what you have coming up next. Yeah, I'm not here trying to be like Sam Sam Jones. <laughs> uh, y'all know who Sam Jones is. Go look up his interviews. Um but, yeah, I have interviews. My most recent ones are with Talia Shire and Robert Schwartzman um, together. And I just recently did one with David Shields. And the week before that was Sydney Harcourt. Uh, this coming up week, I believe, there will be Kai Green. Um, and I, I still have um, my episode that I did with uh, one of my writer friends. I'm still trying to finish it. I don't know what's taking so long. Um, but, yeah, like my old podcast um, that I might revamp at some point is uh, Chopping It Up With The Homies. There's four years, I think, of content to go through. Um, and some of it uh, might be dated, but there is some things that I coined back then, like Superman Syndrome, that you uh, were definitely can use in today's climate. But you got to go listen to know what uh, it means. Um but, yeah, just a lot of stuff uh, about to come out in the next couple of weeks because um, I'm hoping that I'm making friends with some of these uh, uh, guests that we have uh, through interviews. So uh, let's see if I can get to their friends and we can, you know, have a big old Zoom something. 
That would be certainly very awesome. And I listened to your David Shields interview. It was very informative, poignant, and I thought very good for today's social climate. So please make sure, everyone, you check that out. I'm going to do a second of bragging here. I recently did a roundtable for the co-creators and some of the actors for Netflix's Cursed, and that includes co-creators Frank Miller and Tom Wheeler and uh, actors... Gustav Skarsgård, Devin Terrell, and Daniel Sharman. That is all available at geekvibesnation.com. Please make sure you check that out because that was probably once-in-a-lifetime experience for me. And in general, just check us out at geekvibesnation.com. We have movie reviews, opinion pieces, all of our social media sites, fantastic podcasts such as this one, The Top Ten with Tia, Marty and Kathy's Coffee Binge, They Call This a Movie, Scene and Nerd, Wrestling Geeks Alliance, Skates to Throat, um, just a million and one freaking podcasts. And I think we're on our way to adding a few more podcasts. So please make sure you like and subscribe. We appreciate it. And everyone have a fantastic night. Dom and Dan, thank you so much as always. And have a great day. Bye. Adios. Adios.